What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cornelia, back for another episode of Black News, a podcast where we break down current events, hot topics, and local stories involving Black people. Now let's get into it. All right, first things first, a couple things first. You guys, I have another podcast. I have now two podcasts. Of course, I have Black News, which is doing fantastic. You guys are killing with the support. So thank you so much. I also have a new podcast with Flex Alexander, comedian, producer, writer, um, and also actor. And with Buddy Lewis, who is a comedian and a writer. It's called The Flex Zone Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, the video version is available as well. So I will be doing the two podcasts. So in case you guys have forgot, or maybe you don't know, a while ago, I was on Dash Radio. I had a radio show and it was the Flex Zone radio show with those two people as well. But we are back in the podcast format and we will be dropping episodes every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. So if you guys want to hear three comics, actors, writers, entertainers, uh, talk with special guests every week, please check that out. First guest we had on was Afion, um, Afion Crockett. He is on this week's episode. Can't tell y'all who gonna be on next week. You just got to tune in, but it is a good old time. So Again, thanks in advance for supporting that podcast is available on all platforms, including YouTube, the video version, and continue to support Black News. The difference with this is Black News is usually it's a solo podcast where I talk about topics involving news about Black people on the Flex Zone. We're going to be talking about everything. So that's the difference. Please tune in to both. It's going to be a fantastic time. Now with that, let's get into it. Once again, Essence Festival was this past weekend, the 4th of July weekend in New Orleans, Louisiana. And it just looked like a damn good time once again, y'all. Every year I watch from afar and I am salty FOMO and I rarely have FOMO. I ain't one of those people who be like, I wish I would, I should have. That ain't, that's just not me except for essence festival i do this every year every year i talk about going every year i try to get some friends to go every year don't nobody want to go or ain't as motivated as i am and then i end up should have just flown down by myself and hung out with people who i knew was in town actually working and doing it so i'm not word to the wise and when y'all see Cornelia next year essence festival it that's what's up but it was um, streamed this year live on Hulu, which was super clutch, y'all. Essence did the virtual version during the pandemic, which was cool, right? But this year, Hulu, they did a partnership with Hulu where you can basically watch all of the performances, except I believe one. I think people were saying they couldn't see Lauren Hill's performance. They cut the stream off probably some contractual issues. Lauren probably wasn't really fooling with that. Um, that's a whole nother set of, of, of legality when it comes to streaming people's performances. So she probably even won with that. Um, but I could be wrong, but it looked like a damn good time. Somebody on Twitter started the tweet that said, 
they heard somebody calling Essence Auntie Con. That's exactly what it is. It's Auntie Con. Okay. And it is for people who consider themselves aunties who ain't even got nieces and nephews all the way up to actual aunties and old folks, black women who want to have a good time, young and old, because there, there be, it's a different, it's a different age range, right? There were people, Lori Harvey was at the Essence Festival. Y'all, she 25, all the way up to Patti LaBelle. Patti LaBelle, almost 80. Debbie Allen, them, they almost 80. They was out here living life. So who was at Essence this year? The most notable, Janet Jackson. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, was there. Janet always gonna kill it. And Janet is about 56 years old at this point. People were saying that she looked good with the T. I didn't catch her performance because I didn't figure out how to use the Hulu streaming um, uh, option until the last day. I, I, was, I, was, I was trying to troubleshoot. It just wasn't working for me. But she performed... And if you've never seen Janet Jackson perform, I recommend it. I saw her at Madison Square Garden probably around 2008 or 9. One of the best shows I've ever been to. Highly recommend. The Isley Brothers performed. Y'all know Mr. Ron, he had his beard. He had the beard, okay? Mr. Ernie was there on the on the guitar. They, they did what needed to be done. The Roots performed. They had special guests. The Locks came out. Wu-Tang, it was Method Man, Raekwon, Ghostface. They brought little Kim out. That was a was great. Um, at some point, Ashanti popped up, and uh, Lil Wayne, I believe, with Nicki Minaj. New Edition headline the final night. Jasmine Sullivan performed. Summer Walker, Wyclef again, Wyclef and Lauren Hill, Patti LaBelle. There was a tribute to her. Child Debbie Allen was up there on stage dropping it low, and I love y'all know I love me some Debbie Allen. Okay. I love me some Debbie Allen. So this whole weekend from afar, it just looked lovely. Okay. I went to Essence Festival one time the year after Hurricane Katrina when it was in Houston. And it just was, Houston ain't set up for that. It's just not logistically sound for something like Essence because it's, everything is so spread out. For us, it was always so hard getting everywhere and it was parties and, and, and hanging out wasn't in the same place as the, as the shows. So it, I, it just, I just, mm. but, um, New Orleans is the perfect place. So, um, also mentioning too, they had a night of stand up comedy. Um, and then they had stand up every night at a certain time. It was like, um, essence after dark, I believe, uh, guy Tory curated it. He was and is um, fantastic stand-up comedian. But if y'all heard about Fat Tuesdays, it was at the comedy store back in the day. It was Black Knight um, years ago. There was a documentary on Amazon Prime that he made about Fat Tuesdays and that particular night of stand-up comedy during the 90s era. I highly recommend that, watching that as well. But he curated all of the shows stand-up comedy shows during Essence Fest, except Kevin Hart, because Kevin Hart and the Plastic Cup Boys had a big show on the first night. So whether it was panels, book launches, premieres, beauty lounges, social media influencers on the ground, interviews, concerts, big stage, small stage, after dark, stand-up, late night, bright as hell in the daytime. It just looked lovely. 
Did y'all go though? Did any of the black news listeners go to Essence? And do y'all got the plug? Like, I'm trying to go and get in VIP. Y'all ain't got no VIP. Who got the VIP? Even if you don't got the VIP, I'm going anyway. But let me know if you guys watched on Hulu or if you were there in person and and to enjoy the festivities. Hit me up on all social media um, or just hit me up and slide in the DMs and let me know. Next in what wasn't necessarily shocking news from my perspective because we've seen this coming and we've seen this play out over the last what 30 25 20 however many years r kelly has been sentenced to 30 years in prison he was convicted last year y'all remember on federal racketeering and sex trafficking charges now and the trial took place in new york one charge of racketeering and eight counts of violation of the Mann Act, which is the sex trafficking law. All of this connected to him targeting girls, boys, and young women around sex and, and, and everything we've heard, seen, you know, we did just everything you, we, we thought was going down. It was going down. It all played out. And some of that, stem from the documentary surviving r kelly which worked people were criticizing that documentary and when it came out talking about how they didn't think it was going to do anything well here we are it actually did something so pointing out first he still got another federal charge um another case in trial in chicago that's the child pornography and obstruction charges So he still has potentially a whole other set of charges. Then he also has state cases in Illinois and Minnesota, which are potentially two additional sets of charges. So R. Kelly ain't getting out unless the appeals, all of them go in his favor. That man, he going to be in the penitentiary. Okay. So a couple things that I've noticed and have been noticing and keep noticing when it comes to R. Kelly in this trial. One, people seem to really forget that there was an actual tape going around that showed him having sex with underage girls. I know everybody did not see that tape. I know a certain generation, especially Gen Z, they weren't really they were young so they wouldn't have they wouldn't have seen that and side note sorry if it's noisy in the background y'all know it'd be it'd be they be doing the most around where where i record anyway i know people didn't see that but people really be acting like some of us didn't see with our own eyes him having sex with underaged girls hell i was even in conversation with somebody with a grown man who was trying to say that the girls looked mature on the videos. No, they didn't. They looked like girls. Okay, first. Second, people really be deflecting and keep deflecting saying that the parents were paid by our jelly and they should be held accountable. Now, if anybody participates in the sex trafficking, prostitution, pornography of of children, um, parents, 
yeah, they need to be held accountable. But I did some research because I keep hearing about the parents were paid for by R. Kelly. And I don't recall seeing that or hearing that happening except from the girls who were siding with R. Kelly and all of this, especially during the whole Gail King interview. Those two were saying that their parents received money and that they benefit and profited from this. Also, we remember reports from the original trial back in the early 2000s where the parents and the girl that was supposed to testify never showed up because apparently or allegedly they received payment to not testify. They wanted to bury this and and move on. This, I also believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I could be misspeaking, but that was Sparkle's relative. Sparkle, the R&B singer that was associated with R. Kelly. It was her relative in that tape. She was eventually the one who did not testify because people were saying the family got paid off and she did not show up. But I did some research again and I did not see any reports from people actually receiving money parents from R. Kelly. I did not see that. So someone, someone please point me in the direction of what y'all talking about. Because what I fear is this is another example of us trying to grasp at straws to find any way to deflect or to vindicate our air quote heroes. We often attach ourselves to misinformation, don't do research. It sounds good and it feels good to us. It's a way for us to justify our own behavior or our own feelings. And then we run with that and tell the world that that is the truth. When in some cases it is not. So someone please point me into the, in the direction where we saw or heard and know that these victims, parents were getting paid. Three, and this is kind of going back to number one. It's a lot of men and women who still saying stuff like, um, like we don't have no proof that he's guilty. What rock are people living in? I, you know, I've been so frustrated lately with this need for us to cape for people who don't need caping for. I remember saying this a long time ago and I keep saying this. Are we this desperate for black heroes that we have to attach ourselves to people who don't need attaching to? If somebody do bad stuff, let them go. We don't have to be riding for someone who does bad things to us or to people. This idea that people are still saying we don't have no proof. One, again, we saw the tape. Two, there were more tapes. Three, we actually have witness accounts. And four, the most um, personal to some, we know for a fact that an adult R. Kelly married a 15-year-old R&B singer named Aaliyah and allegedly got her pregnant. Um, unless they was up or on early game and was doing IVF in vitro, okay? Unless something like that happened, R. Kelly got a 15-year-old girl pregnant and then married her. Now, in this case, going back to this idea that parents were paid, are we talking about her parents? Because at some point, her parents got looped in. We don't know the specifics about that because her parents and family have always been very closed mouths about the circumstances. They don't speak on it now. They don't like to attach Aaliyah's legacy to this. 
And so we don't really know from their perspective where they stood or what they did. But somehow we, air quotes, have attached this rumor to say her parents got money from it. How you know when they ain't never even said nothing? R. Kelly didn't ever even talk about their parents, her parents or family. But I do, you know, I will say this R. Kelly situation and and the Bill Cosby situation, it's a very interesting case study on black people. And again, a case study on how we attach ourselves to people just because they famous or our heroes. I would really love somebody to explore and really do an analysis and an in-depth report and study on us and how and why that happens in our community. I wonder, does this happen in any other community, the Hispanic, Latino community, the Asian community? Like, I really wonder because we really will latch on and protect people who don't need protecting. Does this stem from old old, uh, family trauma and the legacy of enslavement? Does this um, stem from some stem from a lot of black families having trauma within within their own uh, ranks and not doing anything about it and burying those secrets and still letting Mr. Mr. Jones or whoever come around even after they found out he was touching kids and to tell the kids don't talk about it. It'll just go away. Don't cause no trouble. I know the answer to this. But I'm asking for the sake of people who may never have been posed the question, does this stem from our own personal trauma and that stems back to the era of of enslavement? Whatever it is, we got to break that enough. We have to break this. And overall, that man going to jail, he is going to jail. It's so and it's so tragic. If you really think about this whole scenario and actually think about R. Kelly all that talent, all of that talent, all of that creativity, all of that music, all of those gifts, all of that. And that, and this is what he chose to do in his free time. This is how his trauma and his own demons that he was dealing with and battling with and living with. This is how it resurfaced. Because we all know he was sexually abused um, and it came out in the court case that he was abused by his sister and also his landlord. Sometimes the death of his mother was traumatizing for him. This man has been through a lot and trauma resurfaces in different ways for different people. And unfortunately, this is how it surfaced in his life. Couple that with power, celebrity, money. It's a recipe for, for disaster. And this is the one of the perfect examples of how all of that can easily go off the rails when you ain't dealt with your own shit. So tragic. So tragic. But hey, that is, it is what it is. Um, interested to see what will happen for the, for the other cases. Interested to see what other um, sentences will come down and the total amount of years that that man is going to be in prison. Do y'all think it's going to stick because we saw with Bill Cosby, Bill got up out of there. Okay. Bill got up out of there. What y'all think the resolution for R. Kelly is, is he going to stay in there? Is he going to get out? Are y'all sad? Are y'all not? Did y'all see this coming? Let me know. Hit me up on social media um, with your thoughts. 
Now, speaking of arrests in jail, Carolyn Bryant, who was the woman who claimed that Emmett Till made passes at her, whistled at her, that ultimately got him killed. She still need to go to jail. Okay. She need to go to jail. Bringing this up because there was an arrest warrant found during an investigation. Cause y'all know they're trying to reopen the case. Good, good. Okay. They're trying to reopen the case. They're going through the files, starting from scratch. We're in the courthouse in Mississippi, in the basement, looking through files, trying to piece some things together, find any clue or any evidence that may have been missed. And guess what y'all, they found an unserved arrest warrant for Carolyn Bryant. Talk about stumbling on something. Now with this discovery, the family and all of us are calling for her arrest for real now. So the team, they were, again, they were searching the basement. The trial happened and the murder happened in Mississippi. That's where they discovered it. It was in a box. The warrant was certified August 29th, 1955, and it's legitimate and was never served. So a couple things. One, lock that lady up. There's been so much conversation back and forth about her possibly doing an interview and saying and admitting that she didn't, that what Emmett, she claimed Emmett did was wrong. And, and then they're retracting it. Then they saying they can't press charges. The, the, the justice department saying they can't do anything about it. All this hoopla, her moving to North Carolina because she no longer lives in Mississippi. And can they serve the warrant, a Mississippi warrant in, in North Carolina so much, but the, the bottom line, we know she lied and she knows she need to go to jail. If y'all recall, there was a 101 year old man who was recently convicted of crimes related to the Holocaust because he was a security officer at one of the, the, the concentration camps. He going to jail. He 101. It ain't never too late for justice. It's never too late for justice. You can be 101. If you did something when you were 25 and now we find out you did it and you 101. Get your ass in jail. Get in there. There's also a good documentary side note, and this is not necessarily black news, but Emmett Till Black, so all of this is related, okay? We're going to loop all of this under in the name uh, Emmett, okay? There was a documentary on Netflix about Ivan the Terrible. He was apparently um, another Nazi guard who was responsible for deaths at one of the concentration camps. They arrested some man in Ohio. They ain't even know if it was really him. He was on trial and going to jail. It don't matter if we even think you did it. You going to jail. Now back to this particular case. There have been like conflicting reports about what can be done. I was watching the news and they interviewed um, a law professor, an attorney, and they, he was basically saying they can, the warrant is valid. It is, has never been followed through on. So she can't be arrested, but the state of Mississippi has to execute it and basically demand that they arrest her and bring her back in North Carolina. Then other articles, I was reading one, it was saying that um, the chances that the warrant from 1955 being admissible in a court today is not likely. However, some people are also saying that the warrant basically reveals new evidence to say 
there was grounds to issue this warrant back in 1955, which means they had evidence and reason for bringing her in, which is enough to reopen the case now and to charge her because if it wasn't a reason back then, they wouldn't have done it. And I also want to add that they were saying that um, at the time when the warrant, it was publicized that there was a warrant for a warrant for her arrest. But the, the county sheriff told reporters that he didn't want to bother her because she had two young children to take care of. Y'all get off. Oh, oh. Mm. So with all of that said, we as black people are still calling for her to be arrested and charged for the murder of Emmett Till. When you lie and your lie dominoes and results in the killing of someone, in this case, a young boy, you, you need to go to jail. Okay. You got to go, but we'll see what happens because if we know anything about the South and the state of Mississippi, mm, it's highly unlikely that they will put the pressure on anybody to follow through with this because the South gone South and Mississippi gone Mississippi. What y'all think though? What do y'all think about all of this? Do y'all think it's too little too late? Do y'all think it's just the right amount of evidence they need? If you are a black news legal eagle and you know the law, let me know what is possible in this case. What isn't? Is it likely that she going to serve time? Or is karma going to get her later on? Because you know, again, what we know, them tables, them tables, one thing they're going to do, they're going to always turn. So let me know y'all thoughts about this situation. Hit me up at Cornelia. Let's get into honorable mention. I'd like to really quickly have a discussion about the concept of being submissive in relationships because it's been going viral again on social media and I have some thoughts. So this started when who um, when Watch Jazzy, who is an Instagram influencer, comic, actor, I think she has a radio show, went on a podcast called Lovers and Friends, hosted by Shan Boudram. It's a really good podcast. But the main conversation started because Jazzy, who is apparently or allegedly, because I don't think she has said this out of her mouth, but y'all know the the internet go internet and people found, f- figured it out. She dating Cam Newton. But Jazzy basically said that she pretty much babies her man. She does everything for him. She packs his bag, unpacks his bag, cooks his food. She even does certain things during sex that she is not necessarily fond of to please him and to make him happy. And the discussion was kind of, focused around that being submission and she is a submissive woman in that relationship then here come the internet and the twitterverse with the y'all that's what i'm looking for in a woman i need somebody that's gonna do all that submissive women they don't make them like nothing no more they don't make them like nothing no more my grandma used to y'all ain't like grandma y'all that's not submission maybe i'm wrong Okay, maybe I have a different grasp on what submission in relationships is. So I, I went and, uh, and I did some Googling. 
definition of submissive, ready to conform to the authority or will of others, meekly obedient or passive. What does it mean to be submissive? To be submissive is to obey or yield to someone else. When you are submissive, you submit to someone else's will, which literally you put your own desires lower than theirs. Now, what's the definition of servitude? The state of being a slave or completely subject to someone more powerful. Servitude is the state of being completely submissive to and controlled by someone more powerful. When a person caters to every whim or need of another, that person is an example of someone who will be described as in servitude. So while the two can overlap, the minute that caters to every whim and need comes into play, that is servitude. Someone in the household making the decisions, deciding what's what, and you following beyond behind that, that's submission. What Jazzy described, in my opinion, that ain't submission. She's of servitude. And again, if that's what she like, that do what you're doing. I don't care. Okay, I don't care. Only reason I'm bringing this up is because I really want us to stop uh, co-signing and saying that we want stuff while not actually knowing what it is that we want or what it means. If we're going to talk about uh, submission and if men are going to say that they want a submissive woman, be able to vocalize what that means and be accurate. Because the minute you say that to somebody with a brain, they're going to challenge you. They're going to say, actually, that's not what submissive means. You want me to just clean up? You want me to be like a servant, like a a maid? Why we can't get a a cleaning lady? And then you're going to be mad because you think submission, you, you looking for someone to go along with everything that you say and do when you ain't even saying the right shit. That's all. That's all. I'm, that's all. That's all I want. That, and I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave with that. When we say we want something, make sure we know what we're talking about. And yes, things can overlap. But if we talk about definitions, what some of y'all want or what some of y'all idolizing ain't what that word really mean. So um, let's start reading books with that. Let me know what y'all thoughts are about the whole idea, the concepts. Um, if you feel you feel that you're submissive and 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 that's something that you strive for in relationships. Personally, I don't mind the idea of submitting um, if I know or can trust that I can follow your lead. Because one thing you ain't about to lead me into is poverty, uh, a, a failure, um, bad parenting, um, no, not following God. Y'all ain't about to lead me down a dark path. Okay, where where you going, brother? Okay, let me know what y'all thoughts are though. Hit me up at Cornelia on all social media. All right, to recap this week's episode of Black News. First, R. Kelly going to jail, y'all. That brother going to the slammer. Slammer time. We knew it, but it's actually here. Second, Essence Festival was a vibe. Good time. And shout out to Hulu for doing what needed to be done so we can tune in from the crib. Next, we talked about the Emmett Till case and the fact that Carolyn Bryant also needs to go to jail because there was an unserved arrest warrant found in the files in a Mississippi courthouse. And lastly, submission is is for some people that ain't. Some people know what it is. Some people don't. Wherever you fall on that is where you're going to fall within that. But I know what I think. Let me know what you guys think about any and all of the topics that we talked about on this week's episode.
that's it for this week's episode of black news y'all thanks again thank you and thank you again so much for sticking with us supporting the podcast liking and subscribing on all apps where podcasts can be heard rating five stars and leaving a comment it helps more than you know so i really really appreciate it and keep sharing black news with all of your friends and family be sure to hit me up on social media if you got ideas for topics or just hit me up in general to let me know you've been listening. Let me know your thoughts. I'm at Cornelia on all platforms across the board. That's at Cornelia like Kenny and Ophelia. Also check my website. I got some shows coming up in a Los Angeles County. Hopefully get on the road soon. But for now, if you're in the LA area, hit me up. Check Cornelia.com for show dates and details. And as always, thanks again so much guys i hope you have a fantastic week keep supporting keep growing keep building keep staying safe and keep staying healthy as always again i'll see you back here next time same time same place bye